0: Hello and welcome to the Authority of Love. I'm your host, Greg Williams, and it's my pleasure again to welcome for this Family Foundation Friday, Mr. David Walls, Executive Director of the Family Foundation. David, welcome again.
1: Greg, always good to be with you.
0: Yes, it is good to have you with us, David. And we got some more stuff. Uh, Sometimes people are going to think, wow, they've talked about that forever, but there's stuff going on that we need to help people hopefully understand and take action on, those kind of things. So if you've missed any previous ones, you can go to loveandlordship.com. Go to the Vimeo page or the Podbean page and click on those, and you can find many videos and podcasts, these as well as other messages and teachings. We appreciate that. Thank you for those who have done it. You can also go to KentuckyFamily.org and find out many of these, and we're going to talk about that more as we move forward. Finally, you can go to WJMM.com and get today's and the previous two days podcast. And so we welcome you and invite you to do that. David, uh, as I alluded to there, we've got a lot that continues to go on. You've said this before. We won't talk about it explicitly, but you know. SB 150 is the gift that keeps on giving, right? <laughs> In it various is. ways, right? Yeah. So an important law. Yeah. Before you jump into that, though, I know we're celebrating this week a one-year anniversary. Will you talk about that with Kentucky's trigger law and help our listeners understand that again?
1: Yeah, last week between the time that you and I have recorded these last two episodes, Craig, uh, we crossed the the one year since Kentucky's uh, trigger law, uh, also known as the Human Life Protection Act that completely prohibits uh, abortion in Kentucky. It's been in effect for a year. And uh, and That's we just uh, we just wanted to, to praise um, praise the Lord for that. Uh, there continues to be a, a, a up or down battle in a lot of states. Uh, Greg, as we're sitting here right now recording this before Friday, uh, they're taking an important vote in Ohio uh, on a on a. I believe a proposed constitutional amendment, and they've got some on, uh, a further constitutional amendment going on yes. later this year. So there continues to be a lot of obviously engagement on the life issue. I've seen those ads on the Cincinnati oh. Reds games, actually. <laughs> yeah, So that,
0: yeah, protecting parents, yeah. kids, and all that. And there's right? two different things
1: thing. they're voting on, right, and I won't right. break that all down. But um, but I, I just bring that up to say we have a lot to be thankful for here yes, in Kentucky. Uh, a lot to um, you know a lot of important work that has been done by pro-life leaders across the state over many, many years. That it is bearing fruit now. You know, up before um, the trigger law went into effect, Kentucky was averaging about 4,000 unborn lives being uh, being killed via abortion every year, and uh, and so we're thankful that those protections uh, are in place. This is there's a lot of work left to be done yes work to do in the next legislative session as we continue to to build a cultural life but it's important to remember these milestones um and uh and that's an important milestone to to remember
0: in line with that those whose lives were not snuffed out early on are going to start school this week and (laughs) next right (laughs) right. and so uh, we want to be in prayer for our students parents families school staff all of them even those that we disagree with, remember that. We want to be in prayer for those. But there is another reason for the prayer, David. And why do we mention that? Because as I alluded to, SB 150 uh, is still ongoing in many ways. And we had a, a resignation here recently that was a result of that, right? Could you share with our audience uh, about that? Yeah, Greg. You know, uh, we
1: have, um, and I echo you about being in prayer for, um, for families and kiddos going back to school uh, it's important time uh, yes. and um, um, but the Kentucky Department of Education, the Commissioner of Education in Kentucky, Jason Glass, and you and I have talked some about uh, about him and, and the policies that he's promoted since being the commissioner uh, several times over the last uh, several months. Uh, but he has been really front and center in promoting the LGBT agenda through the KDE, trying to impose that through guidance. On school districts, lawful or not Uh, right we'll get into that in a moment absolutely and so uh, he has come under a lot of fire obviously in the legislature and so forth because of that including after the session giving out flawed guidance encouraging school districts to essentially not follow the important provisions in SB 150 Uh, but he just announced that actually he is resigning and one of the reasons he gave publicly at least in his comments Was that he's resigning because of SB 150 and he doesn't want to be a part of enforcing the law Mm -hmm. and so uh, what I would say is is anyone that doesn't want to uh, enforce a duly enacted law of Kentucky especially a law that's about empowering parents providing oversight over curriculum removing ideological curriculum that has no place in our schools protecting I say good riddance and uh, my hope and prayer Mm -hmm. uh, is that um, we will end up with a commissioner that's more in alignment with the values of Kentucky, and that puts front and center the actual education of our, uh, yeah. of our students instead of promoting uh, political and ideological agendas.
0: Well, and, and I say along with that, because we have an election coming up, and while we're, we have not necessarily taken sides, but we want people to be informed right. about wh- who's, on, who's up for governor yeah. in particular, because those people are appointed in the administration by the governor. Right. So we have people that yeah. continue to push these issues, deceive in some cases, right. be lawless, go against the law in yeah. others, and that's that's at the hands of Governor Bashir while he claims that he's never done this, but UK just came out and said they have had they have been doing transgender surgeries and he made the claim, I find that hard to believe. I'm not going to say he didn't, but I find that hard to believe that he wouldn't have known about that. Okay, but he says they've never been done in Kentucky, and they have, destroying these children. So all of that to say this, we've got another level of this that's as a result of the Department of Education and Fayette County Schools. We know they're doing it, yeah. but Jefferson County's gone beyond the pale.
1: It, they have. D- tell they us have. what's
0: going on there. And look, we, we keep talking about
1: this, Greg, because it's uh, it, it's so important, and it is the law, and now that kids are going back to school, the law should be followed. And I just want to briefly recap, because you and I, we've talked a lot about uh, about the laws that were passed this last session, but just to remind folks what the key provisions of SB 150 are. Uh, So first, there was the ban on uh, gender um, transition procedures. That was one part of the law. The other parts of the law had to do more with education, and it had to do with saying that kids can't teach, or, or you cannot teach in schools age-inappropriate LGBT indoctrination in K-12. through You can't teach uh, human sexuality without parental consent. You can't teach it at all in in, uh, in elementary school. You've got, schools have to adopt a policy to protect the privacy and safety of students as it relates to bathrooms, yes. locker rooms, and that if there's any, uh, 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 if an accommodation is to be given to a student that's struggling with their identity, that accommodation can include allowing, a bi- for example, a biological boy to access a girl's multi-use facility. Yeah. That's Common clearly sense. against that, right? right. The Com- law clearly, clearly lays that that right? So what's yeah.
0: Jefferson County yeah. doing Let me with just this? mention a couple other things because he's all-time.
1: It requires, it protects the First Amendment rights of, of students and teachers and administrators that they cannot be compelled to use speech pronouns specifically that are in opposition to a student's actual biological sex, okay. Pre- requires parental consent as it relates to mental health surveys being administered to students, and then a variety of other um, uh, parental rights and access as it relates to children's educational records, health records, and other things. I just walked through all that quickly to say, Greg, everything we just talked about there, I don't view as controversial. These okay, are but it's they, pretty clear, club. Uh, pretty clear it's cut. Pretty clear cut. cut pretty cut clear club, club. Right? Absolutely. But as you and I have talked, what has happened since then was that the the Commissioner Glass and the Kentucky Department of Education have put out this guidance, confusing, confusing right, the yeah. uh, the issue, encouraging schools to not fully follow the law. We have spent a lot of time focusing on, on Fayette County and Jefferson County. Uh, Fayette County is moving forward with a policy that does not completely follow the law, and Jefferson County now took that all the way, yeah. and and they are effectively they uh, actually the night before we recorded this uh adopted a policy that really seeks to just it. gut the entire yeah. policy yeah. and not follow the law yeah. and this is it, it's really shameful greg because the superintendent of the school district was before a a interim education committee hearing last week and was put on the spot about this and flat out said under oath that they would adopt the policy that would follow state law. And so they are choosing not to do that. They are not gonna fully enforce the the portions of the law that protect student privacy. They are not uh, gonna, uh, according to their policy, fully follow the First Amendment protections as it relates to not compelling uh, teachers to uh, have to use pronouns that are uh, not in, uh, in compliance truth and in the, compliance right, with biological right. sex and a number of the other provisions as well and so it, it's um it's just really really concerning to see how Very far so. some school officials will go to subvert common sense policies and they're doing so not in the best a lot of talk this is not in the best interest of children yeah. This is, in, this is because they're pushing an ideology in, in the school districts and want to be viewed politically as trying to kind of thumb their nose at a legislature that uh, happens to be uh, led with. by Republicans. Right, they disagree yeah.
0: with Here's the thing I find so interesting, David, and, and listeners. This is what I think we have to pay some attention to. They had that meeting yesterday as we're doing yeah. this, right, so that they could comply with the law on the timelines. and say, this law has to be enacted before before we we start school, school, right? Right. What a great job we're doing of enacting the law in time. But then they gut the law and they basically do, in many cases, the exact opposite yeah. of it. To the detriment of children, not only the ones who are in gender dysphoria. I understand yeah. that that's, that's not a good place to be and we need to help them, but we don't help them by promoting that and by harming other children. Right, Putting them in the same bathrooms and those kind of things. So it's really, again, we've talked about this before, it's really Well, we did we enacted the law on time well good for you but you completely were lawless in doing so and so uh thank you for explaining that to our listeners and with what's going on with that i know we've got a little bit of time left and i want to spend a little time we've got the kentucky family forum coming up on october 7th that you all are are sponsoring yes tell us a little bit more about some of the speakers you have in line for that and anything else you want to share about that at this point? yeah Greg, we're uh
1: really, really excited about Saturday, October 7th uh, in Lexington at the Clarion Hotel and Conference Center. Uh, We'll be hosting our first ever Kentucky Family Forum. It's going to be just uh, the largest gathering of of social conservatives, uh, Christian conservatives. um, And we have some new speakers that we're excited to to share. So uh, we're going to have a Walt Heyer, who is a uh, detransitioned a number of years ago, one of the most outspoken, Uh, believers and advocates on why this gender confusion movement is so harmful he's He's written several books on the topic Uh, he's going to be speaking we've got speakers from our good friends at Alliance Defending Freedom uh, from Family Research Council from Family Policy Alliance we've got a number of state uh, elected officials including Representative Shane Baker, Representative Josh Calloway, and others. You're going to be speaking there. We have some other exciting <laughs> like announcements. Out, <laughs> <laughs> we have some yeah. other exciting uh, um, announcements that that will still be coming. This is really coming together. I I, I pray to be a, a just a God honoring event that will be used um, to help equip and.
0: Um, First annual is what we're you're yeah I'm praying for inaugural right
1: We pray it'll mm-hmm. encourage the body of Christ, right. Help promote a biblical worldview and unify the social conservative movement yes. here in Kentucky as we That's continue right. to have important issues that need. How to can they? How
0: can they find out more and register? Yeah, if for you that. go to
1: our website at KentuckyFamily.org, you can click on the the registration page and uh, we're still um, selling early bird tickets. Folks can also get tables and, and yeah. register. Groups we're, and churches, churches and organizations. already right? have a lot okay. of that going yes. on. Momentum right. is, is building up. We're just about a little under two months out. Yes. Hope folks will prayerfully consider joining us. We, we think it's yes. going to be a, a great event. Yeah we'd love
0: to see you there. Uh, one final prayer note. Yeah. Uh, if you want to mention also with the North Carolina Legislature. Oh before yeah we close that's, out that's
1: right Greg. As we you and I talked I believe last week 19 states now have completely banned these so-called gender transitions. North Carolina is poised to be the 20th. They are just waiting to convene and and hope to have the votes to override their governor's veto uh, who vetoed the bill. And so just be praying for the legislators and the people of North Carolina that this would continue the momentum in protecting our kids.
0: kids. Parents' rights, all of those things. Marriage, family, we need to keep that intact and do all that we can. So, David, thank you again for joining us. Great stuff. Thank you, listeners, for listening and joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day, and God bless in Christ. Stay tuned for Bill Reeser and Encounter. And then at 1245, my good friend Greg Horn and Hope is here. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.